0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: For victims of identity theft, there's a danger many are not aware of. Tax fraud. Someone can use your data to steal your tax refund.
2: The first electronic return that gets into the IRS is the one that gets accepted. Meaning that if an identity thief files and then you try to file, your electronically filed tax return gets booted out.
1: Then... Not everything that's posted on social media is true, yet research shows people tend to trust whatever their online friends tell them.
2: We need to come up with interventions on social media, on platforms like Facebook, where we can encourage people to be more vigilant, to scrutinize the information more.
1: Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. Stay with us. InfoTrack begins right after this.
0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting.
1: If you're a victim of identity theft, you may also become a victim of tax fraud. Using your stolen data, a thief can grab your tax refund. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're
0: joined by tax and financial expert Abby Eisencraft. She's the CEO of Choice Tax Solutions and the author of 101 Ways to Stay Off the IRS Radar. Abby, as most of our listeners are no doubt aware, the credit agency Equifax lost the credit data of more than 140 million Americans, social security numbers and dates of birth and more, to hackers, which puts all of these consumers at risk of identity theft and other forms of fraud. And Abby, one of those forms of fraud is regarding tax returns and tax refunds. What is that risk?
2: It's a risk that's going to go on for years and years and years. Here's what the problem is. We can get data monitoring, we can use those credit monitoring services. In fact, Equifax is supposed to provide that to us. But here's what happens with the tax related identity theft. They have your data. That data is as important in three years and five years or even in 10 years or more as it is today. Because your name isn't going to change, most likely. Your social security number, they're not giving us new numbers at this time. So we're stuck with this. So our info is out there. And what happens is that the identity thieves will file fraudulent tax returns using our information. In fact, they can find out more about us. Let's just say they use that information to access payroll documents maybe via the irs or via a different company then they'll be filing tax returns with w-2s that are legitimate so it'll be harder for the irs to flag these fraudulent returns because it's going to have truthful information mixed in with fraudulent refunds you said
0: this could still haunt us 10 years from now theoretically this could be haunting our children right
2: Definitely. It's ongoing. I mean, if you're an identity thief and you're like stepping back, you say, you know what? Everyone's up in arms now. I'm going to wait for this to settle down. Why? You're going to run out and you're going to put that 90 day hold on your account with Equifax. You can put a freeze on. Maybe you'll put it with all the credit agencies. Okay, 90 days. Maybe you're so scared you can do it again in another 90 days. But life goes on we get busy. So we're going to get sloppy. We're not going to do anything in a year maybe. We kind of wait on these things and eventually there'll be some other thing that's holding our attention and that's when someone is going to see that opportunity and do something
0: so in terms of preventing someone from stealing your tax refund would the best strategy be to file as early as possible to beat an identity thief to the punch
2: That's one of the things. The first electronic return that gets into the IRS is the one that gets accepted, meaning that if an identity thief files and then you try to file, your electronically filed tax return gets booted out and you will have to paper file as well as prove that you are you and explain to the IRS that I didn't file a previous return and it's identity theft. If you beat the thief then your return is in first and anything else that they get, the IRS is going to look at this and say, hmm, we don't know about this. But let's be honest. Some of us have to wait on our documents. Some people have K-1 forms from partnerships and other entities where they can't file early because you're waiting for somebody else to deliver the information to you. What if you're a small business and you know people are busy and maybe they didn't finish their books in January or early February and they still want more time? It's a nice thought to run out and do it early, it's not possible for everyone.
0: Well, and a thief doesn't have to wait for a single document. They can file as early as they want, even, what, January 1st?
2: No, they don't open up electronic filing to mid-month. But they sure can file early and they can pay per file. I mean, it's not like it's a free for all. The IRS has filters on them where they're going to look for things like anomalies, something that looks not possible. Like, for example, if someone's asking for a $200,000 refund, there are things that will flag in the system. But again, if the identity thieves have very similar information, like say they obtained your W-2 or where you worked, where you used to work, they know your bank. Well, it's going to be harder for the IRS filters to pick that up. So, you know, it makes it difficult.
0: I understand the IRS does offer a filing PIN, a personal identification number as a security precaution, but that's only allowed in rare circumstances?
2: They actually changed the rule on that set to say and we can't get PINs unless we can prove to the IRS that we have already become the victim of tax related identity theft, meaning that we can't be proactive. And that's pretty disappointing because it used to be a form. Well, there is a form called 14039. It's called the Identity Theft Affidavit. And what you used to be able to do was you used to file it and you would show your passport and other documents and say, hey, I'm me. Look. And the IRS would then flag your account and you can get a pin. But now you only can file that form if you can prove that, A, you tried to file and someone else's return was in the way and kicked yours out. Or, If you got a letter from the IRS that said, hey, you know, we got a return. Did you file this? It's got your name. It's got your social. And it got some crazy things on there. So if you get one of those letters saying, hey, we want to check what we just got. We don't think it's really you. It's sad. The IRS really needs to help the public because we know that they said it's millions of people that got compromised. And now they say it's pretty much every U.S. adult.
0: You mentioned getting a letter from the IRS. Are there any other signs of tax-related identity theft that the average person can watch out for?
2: Sure. If you're an identity thief, you might be hopping onto the IRS website and trying to get a tax transcript. That would be a document that would have your W-2s and your banking information and lots of information on you. And let's just say that he or she didn't have all of the things you had to hit to get in there. Well, the IRS will probably look at that and say, hey, we see you're trying, but you don't know this piece or that piece. We'll mail it to you instead of letting you have it immediately. right? So if you go to your mailbox and there's a tax return transcript in it that you didn't order, mm-hmm. that's a really good sign someone was playing around and trying to get at your information. Another possibility would be you get a refund check. And you're like, well, I didn't file yet. I would love the money, but it's not mine. And the worst part about that is when you return the check and that thief doesn't know that. And um, there are many identity thieves that will pick a house or an entire block and they'll send the checks there. And there are many, many instances where people have seen these thieves run from house to house when they know the mail came and rifle through the mailboxes.
0: Looking for those checks. Oh, Hmm. yeah. Abby, do you have any final words of advice on avoiding tax fraud and tax identity theft?
2: What's interesting is People always ask you for your last four on your social. And believe it or not, those are the most important numbers there. And people say, nah, no, nah, I don't have the other ones. But believe it or not, if somebody knows where you were born and knows a little bit of information about you, they can guess those other numbers, but it's the last four. so. We have to be more vigilant in protecting those four numbers and not letting all the department stores and everybody who wants that as an identifier, we've got to push back. And in terms of the tax related identity theft, best we can do is if it happens, when it happens, stay calm. It'll all get sorted out. The IRS has things to do, steps to take, and it all gets sorted out in the end.
0: Abby Eisencraft, the CEO of Choice Tax Solutions and the author of 101 Ways to Stay Off the IRS Radar. Abby, do you have a website?
2: I do. It is reallifetaxadvice.com.
0: Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack.
2: It was my pleasure.
0: And for InfoTrack,
1: I'm Roy Mackey. Next, is social media giving you fake news? The eye-opening story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.